you guys ready to start an episode of the show? Maybe. Okay. My notes are behind me. I have paper notes. Oh my god, it's good ASMR. <laughs> yeah, this is what people like. It's like an actual television. <sighs> I mean, radio. Kent, <laughs> Kent Brock production. Today. <laughs> this is what it's like when people do radio. Yeah. Justin has so much gear here, and it's so impressive, and it's blowing my mind that anyone would ever know what to do with that many buttons. Oh, it's okay. It's just a 12-input mixer here. Yeah. Much more we're than only we need. One third, yeah, we're only using one-third of the buttons. Yeah. Or All right. even less than that, probably. So since you brought it up, we should acknowledge the current uh, physical situation we find ourselves in <laughs> ourselves in um start date 2020 this is uh this is our 15th episode right it beats me i think this is number 15 i think so sounds right <laughs> uh this is rock hard caucus episode 15 definitely 15 um and this is uh a little different from our usual situation we're usually recording remotely uh, several miles away from each other, but uh, we're currently in bunkers. <laughs> <laughs> we have to be separated. We're worried about you know government intrusion on well, our activities. Yeah. Not to spoil anything, but that's why Chuck's not here. He's <laughs> in a bunker, protected. Yeah. Right we now. can't all be in the same. Chuck got held up. <laughs> it's sort of like uh, the president and the vice president thing, where you know, yeah, one goes to one location. Aliens. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Was there like a Keep Your Sutherland show about that, where it's like he's the one survivor and he becomes uh, Lone Survivor, right? Yeah, is it just called? I think it's called Lone Survivor. Okay, I think designated survivor. <laughs> it might be designated survivor. <laughs> designated loner. <laughs> anyway, we are uh, together here under one roof. We're very vulnerable right now. <laughs> we are in Des Moines. Technically, we're in Windsor Heights at the Harwood Estate. I'm here. I'm Justin. I'm now. <laughs> <laughs> you yelled at me last time. I didn't yell not. at you. I did not <laughs> I mean, yell at you. You introduce ourselves and you're like, no. Why would you listen to the show if you didn't know who we were? By <laughs> I did not yell at you. I, we'd just been talking for several minutes and I didn't feel like we needed to do it. Okay. Anyway, okay. she's Natalie. You should hold that a little closer, though. Thank you. Yeah. And more like <laughs> up. Yeah, just like that. That's perfect. Oh, that's so much work. Well, <laughs> just prop your elbow on yourself and it'll be easier. <laughs> hold the mic for you. <laughs> and who's over there? I'm Evan. Yes. I'm also here. And as mentioned, Chuck is not with us tonight. Uh, he has a busy weekend. But we're all here in Des Moines for Ashley's birthday, so we came over to the Harwoods to record together. And sitting in with us is... I'm, I'm Cooper. I'm here because I was already physically here. <laughs> you all know Cooper. Yeah, Cooper's back on the show. Welcome back to Cooper. Um, thank we you. Didn't make him leave the house. <laughs> <laughs> Just circling the block. He's very lucky to be here. Yeah. So this episode may sound a little different because we don't have uh, the internet interfering with our, <laughs> our uh, fidelity. I don't have to be responsible for anything. <laughs> You're probably going to sound a lot better. <laughs> I delete. My, I have done three times. I have deleted my file. <laughs> when I tried to send it or didn't record half of it or mm-hmm. recorded nothing but silence. One time your dog shut your recording off. <laughs> the most believable excuse <laughs> ever. <laughs> and Ashley's in the room with us, but she has decided to sit this one out. <laughs> <laughs> she's too normal for this 
so for this special occasion, we're going to be talking about uh, pretty much the same stuff we always talk <laughs> about. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> yeah. I had kind of an eventful day. I went to Caucus 101 training at the Iowa City Bernie field office this morning. Um, I think as listeners to the show are aware, I don't really need the 101 training. I already kind of know what I'm doing. <laughs> <laughs> we got a fucking caucus expert here. He <laughs> Thinks he knows everything. It was so confusing. It was very con- Well, we were an hour late, we an which hour didn't late. help. The oh, you guy, guys went to one of those? Oh, that's yeah. right. Yeah, And yeah. the guy told us the wrong time. Oh, I would right. never mix up the timings. I remember specifically it was 6.30 because that's half hour before Scout's bedtime. So I would remember <laughs> better than him. <laughs> and so we were really late and really confused. Yeah. So... I'm just going to turn you up just slightly. I'm leaving this in, too. <laughs> Good content. <laughs> yeah. So I, I don't really feel I need the training, but if, <laughs> if I'm going to volunteer at the caucus, they wanted me to attend these training sessions, and I, I'm i fine with that. I did learn a few things that I did not know previously. So Teach us. I'm going to tell you about it now. <laughs> I, took, I took notes with pen and paper. I'm very old school. All right. First off, they told us about a few of the volunteer roles for the caucus. So these are things you can sign up to do if you want to help the campaign succeed. Can I bring snacks? Yeah. That's not on the oh. list here, but yes, you can, of course. Is that a good... Can that can that be my contribution? I kind of am too, like, confused to be a caucus leader at this point. Yeah. But could I bring food? Would that be good? Probably. Uh, water would be the best, I think. Okay, that's but, what yeah, we'll do. Maybe, like, little... Now, I have an idea. You should bring peanuts and, like, throw them towards the other preference groups okay. in case they have people with peanut allergies. <laughs> oh! <laughs> Cut his mic. <laughs> this is a war. This is what the, the precinct caucuses are. There's nothing in the rules that say you can't ply people with, like, food or alcohol, so... Yeah, that's something Stella brought up, is that you should bring baked goods to bring people to our side. Okay. Yeah. Uh, anyway, the volunteer roles that the campaign is asking people to do things that would be helpful to them uh precinct captain all right so this is something that i did in 2016 they describe this as the point person for bernie 2020 in that precinct coordinates everything <laughs> that's that's my note he's a, that's he's my a freaking captain <laughs> uh is there a precinct admiral <laughs> that, Are you not yet uh, I replied, I got a text asking me to volunteer to be a precinct captain, yeah. and I replied yes, and then I never got another <laughs> reply back. <laughs> They'll probably invite you to the caucus training, because I, you said yes. This was like two weeks ago. <laughs> well, they'll get to you eventually. Maybe they got <laughs> someone else already, I mean. Yeah, that, that could be too. <laughs> I don't know. Basically, what I did was showed up early, made sure that everyone knew who I was, <laughs> uh, made sure everyone stayed in the same area, yeah. and reported the numbers to the campaign when everything was over and cheated to make sure that there were did everything i could to yeah. you know bully and yeah. get my way Intimidate. <laughs> yeah you're very intimidating <laughs> everyone knows that about me <laughs> <laughs> uh in addition to the precinct captains there are also ambassadors these are the people in charge of persuading people to join the bernie preference group and keep energy high so these are kind of cheerleaders and wranglers, I guess mm. is the word I would use. That's that's me. Like, I think if people were to describe me high energy <laughs> words. Yeah, leading the chance. <laughs> They're the people who do the high hope stance. <laughs> oh my god. Are people oh my god. 
oh my god, people aren't gonna be that type of way, are they? Um, doing I I think some of them the very well <laughs> might be dance? the Pete. They dance? might. I'm sure. I the mean, Pete will there's dance. gonna be depending on where you're at. In person. Maybe, I mean, hopefully. I feel you that should be you should be honored to see that. <laughs> <laughs> you might not ever get to see it again. Make sure you film it. Yeah. After he drops that's, out after Iowa, no. Nah. <laughs> it would be like morbidly funny to see. No, I definitely want to see it. <laughs> I hope it happens. I, I mean, I'm with it. Yeah, they're gonna turn off people. I mean, it it can't help them. <laughs> and there's also a whip. They are in charge of keeping track of the numbers for your preference group and sort of keeping people in the group. Mm-hmm. So the way they described this was the ambassador is in charge of attracting caucus voters to our group and the whip is in charge of keeping them there. Whipping them into shape. You know, you think they could change that terminology. Whip. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, and there are also like deputy ambassadors and deputy whips. Oh wow! Are you like assisting, or is it in case of accident, like you're you're the fallback? I think it's just to have more people doing it. Okay. In in situations where there's going to be a lot of people at the precinct, can I they'll put it need on more my volunteers? Resume? Probably. Okay. Deputy. Depends whip. on what jobs you're going for. <laughs> <laughs> if you want a job in the Bernie White House, for sure, put Hell it on yeah. there. Okay. <laughs> um, something I did not know previously. So they're going to have a hotline set up for the campaign so if you are at the precinct and something fishy is happening (laughs) and it needs to be reported uh bernie's gonna have a team of lawyers (laughs) at the headquarters (laughs) here in des moines on the caucus night Uh, precinct captains are going to have a phone number to call and if anything if like (laughs) the caucus chair is like violating rules or doesn't seem to know what they're doing and they're like missing things we're supposed to call this hotline and tell the campaign, and then they will call the state party, who then like, has, to, <laughs> has to get the precinct location into order, which seems like it seems a large task. Yeah. <laughs> There's going to be hundreds seems of these like things. Justice is going to be swift. <laughs> yeah, it's going to have to be because this should only occur over the course of yeah. like three hours. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so we take that number, and if we see anything untoward, we call it. Yeah, I don't have the phone number yet. But they say that we'll have it before the night. Huh? You see something, say something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. This is the this is one of the few situations where you should snitch. <laughs> <laughs> we encourage snitching. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so I mentioned before that there's going to be presidential preference cards at this caucus, mm-hmm. which is a new thing, so they can keep a sort of paper trail of what happened. Oh. Sure. That's really smart. Yeah. Because every year people get pissed off that they don't report the vote totals of anything. Yes. Mm. So I think they're going to this time because of these That's cards. That's going to be interesting. Nice. Sort of. yeah. And because of the cards, if you have handed your presidential preference card to a viable preference group, you could leave the caucus and still have your vote counted. So you don't necessarily have to be there for the full thing. Huh. Okay. To contribute. I do. We could do you trust leave. them to count it, though? Yeah, the campaign is still encouraging our yeah. people to stay till the end. Yeah, unless there's like some sort of emergency, just to make sure, like we mm-hmm. have our people witnessing everything in the state. I'm starting to get so nervous. <laughs> yeah, this is a little different from the last one because, like, I'm sick to my stomach. It's so much more. It feels so much more desperate this time. Yeah, I mean, we're in a 
better situation. Like we have more people for sure. And like, we know what's going on a lot better than last time. It's a better organized campaign than 2016. Mm -hmm. But there's so many more people that like the actual caucus event is going to be way more confusing. (laughs) Yeah. When it's just two viable groups, it's like pretty cut and dry what's going on. Yeah. But now there's going to be probably at least four viable groups at every... That's precinct. a great point. Yeah, I remember yeah. 2008. I mean, it was yeah, this like is that. More with like that. Yeah. Hillary yeah. and John Edwards. Rest in peace. And <laughs> Biden was still kind of a contender at that point. Kind of. <laughs> he wasn't viable, and like I said in the previous episode, right? <laughs> he is a triple loser. <laughs> he ran three times and loses every. It is pretty time. hilarious that he first ran for president in the in the 80s. Yeah, and, <laughs> and he's, it was like an embarrassing back. mess of a campaign. Yeah, and it's yeah, been an embarrassing. Played, he plagiarized. Yeah, yeah that was that did. one. Yeah. Yep. he like dropped out. I think as a result of that. Yeah. Yes, and he just keeps trying, and he's. Ugh. That's the kind of attitude that I want from a president. <laughs> Stick to That's true. He's very persistent. Yeah. Nevertheless, he persists. Oh, no. <laughs> I mean, I, that was part of the reason, supposedly, why Obama chose him as a vice president is because he was, like, too old to run again. And so he wouldn't be, like, a political threat to him. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. He's back how at that it. worked out. Yeah. He's fucking decrepit. It's very funny to think back on well i mean we weren't alive but to think about how he had to drop out because of plagiarism mm-hmm. whereas like if that happens now it's like who fucking cares <laughs> yeah <laughs> no one it's like no duh. one would care at all <laughs> <laughs> no one oh my god no one would no no one would no I one mean, cares that someone prepared pretended to be an american indian for their entire life no one fucking cares no one cares what trump does so you're right. You could plagiarize all you wanted. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Wait, do we? Sorry, what did he plagiarize? Do we know? Um, I don't remember. Okay. It was in a campaign speech. Hmm. He plagiarized from a book or something. Okay, <laughs> it's proof. He proved that he read a book. That's true. That's it, something. Yeah, that is a positive <laughs> spin. <laughs> okay, and you may recall uh, that I brought up a uh, hypothetical scenario that had a multi-way tie. Don't, yes. Oh, don't yes. do math again. <laughs> I'm not going to do the math. It but was 20, 20, yeah. 20, 20, 20. Right. Uh, so this came up today at the training. Um, in the case of a multi-way tie, the solution that's being offered is to draw straws. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Is that, is that considered a game of chance? <laughs> yeah. I, guess, I liked yeah. our solution so much better. <laughs> Just bully them. Just yeah. make someone leave. Oh, oh one thing that came up, I don't... lose their dignity. <laughs> one thing that came up that I don't think came up before, if you are in a preference group that's viable on the first round, you can't leave it for the second round. You have to stay with them if they're viable. That's which is a new thing. You could huh. leave before. You could switch at will, but I guess you can't anymore. So you can't. So you basically, if you want to switch, you have to come in undecided. Even the undecided could be, an uncommitted could become viable. <laughs> okay. So there can't be too many uncommitted or they'll get a delegate. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay, I yeah. see. You can be locked in to not voting for somebody. Okay. Has the, that ever happened? Has anyone ever gotten a delegate for undecided? Actually, yeah. Um, The Jimmy Carter, the first one. <laughs> That was like a big deal. He actually came in second to uncommitted. Uncommitted <laughs> won the Iowa caucus in 70. That's so bad. 76? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, 76. Yeah. Yeah. So does that just mean like it's decided at the convention or whatever? Like the delegates yeah. just. I guess, yeah. Make up whatever. Just go whatever. Uh, whoever has the most momentum. 
yeah. give it to whatever peanut yeah. farmer wanders by. <laughs> um, and then my last note here, you remember you asked Evan about uh, how the delegates are allocated to every mm-hmm. precinct throughout the state. I, since I haven't heard back from the Iowa Democratic Party at all about this question <laughs> that I asked them, um, I asked at the Bernie office today, and they told me they do have that information. Oh, nice. they'll send it to me whenever they have a minute. Okay, so I may have that soon. <laughs> okay, yeah, I just want to see like how many have like one or two delegates because it right. seems like there's yeah a lot of very rural areas. Mm-hmm. So don't ever trust the Democratic Party to give you the information you need. Go <laughs> straight didn't. to the source. <laughs> Bernie Sanders. <laughs> uh, that's all my notes on the caucus. Is it acceptable to just like lie to people about where they're standing? Like, yeah, no, where you are right now is definitely supporting uh, <laughs> Gabbard. Um, I f- feel like people may catch you on that, but... Um, <laughs> You getting in trouble for that would rely on people knowing what's going on and witnessing you, you know, being unethical. So are there rules for, like, throwing someone out of a caucus? (laughs) I don't know. For being too rowdy? That's a good question. Time to find out. I I doubt they have a plan in place, honestly. Yeah, I mean, call the hotline, I guess. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, the the most important thing to remember is that uh, this is going to be chaotic. No one will really be able to stop you from doing anything. <laughs> <laughs> the, the rules do not apply. Like once you go into a caucus area, like no no le- legal <laughs> legal authority can stop you from doing anything. Mm-hmm. It's like mostly true. Laws. I mean, we're basically forming large mobs mm-hmm. in public areas, and uh, they can't stop us all. <laughs> we're gonna win nice yeah that does that bodes well for our chances yeah we're i mean we're gonna win. the dirtiest obviously <laughs> <laughs> like i was thinking back to the episode where we did our predictions yeah and like i don't know we're gonna win yeah i was gonna revisit those predictions at some point before the actual caucus like the last episode we do before mm-hmm. then and sort of see how like how we did. I think I got the top four right. <laughs> yeah, do you remember order. what yours were? I remember who I chose. I don't know what order, but I, yeah. I know it was Biden, Warren, Buttigieg, and Bernie. It's crazy that you predicted Buttigieg. Yeah. I know, I'm smart. Because <laughs> like, Kamala was still in there. Right, I think I, I almost included Kamala well, in my top four. I think. Yeah, I was on the verge of between her and Biden. I think I think I think I put Biden fourth, which is probably like way too low. Yeah. But I remember I put Yang in my top four. Which <laughs> it could happen. Nice. It could absolutely <laughs> happen. But yeah, I remember the week before the first episode we recorded, we went to that Chapo show. Yeah. And they didn't even mention Buttigieg. That right, was like yeah. right around the Iowa State Fair. So like he wasn't oh, even yeah. like considered wasn't even worth mentioning. Yeah, yeah, he wasn't even worth mentioning at that point. Can can I quickly lock in my uh, four? Oh yeah, you, you didn't do yours. <laughs> yeah, so. so I I was um I just want I was uh it would have been it, yeah it, you're cheating. no I will, <laughs> I think I'm putting myself in my mindset and it was it would have been Beto 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 <laughs> nice and Harris. <laughs> So. Yeah. yeah, my I if I had to revise now, I would say my top four are Kamala Harris, <laughs> uh, Cory Booker. No, no, no. Uh, hold on. <laughs> oh yeah, he is still hold doing on. this, isn't he? Uh, Kamala like- Harris, Julian Castro, mm-hmm. uh, uh, John Hickenlooper. I can't even remember who all dropped out now. Uh, <laughs> Michael Bennett. Michael Bennett has Bennett dropped out. Uh, De Blasio did. 
de Blasio dropped out. Oh, that Bennett's still in it? I believe so. No, he dropped I think out. He, Bennett? I, I think he is, honestly. Yeah, I know. I'm pretty sure Steve Bullock With dropped no out. no lip half oh, an ass. Oh, I think oh, Steve Bullock I, dropped yeah, out. I forget. Those are <laughs> separate and discreet people. Bullock <laughs> is the... Terrible assortment of interchangeable white men. Yeah. Bullock is the Montana governor... Bennett is a Colorado senator. Right. Hickenlooper okay. is a former Colorado governor. Yes. And frack water drinker. Frack man, yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Look at Michael Bennett. He doesn't have lips. He like literally doesn't have lips. He doesn't have, have lips. He, he doesn't looks like have they're wrapped lips. around denture. He looks like. <laughs> yeah. Have we talked about that's him much? Dis- we haven't talked about him at all, but no. that's disqualifying okay. in my opinion. I need I so need a president with. Yeah. Who has thick. <laughs> Biden doesn't have luscious lips. lips. <laughs> No, he has lips because he nibbled on his wife's fingers. Oh, I thought it was lips. all teeth, though. Like, oh, <laughs> he I bit his wife <laughs> on stage. <laughs> no, I. Uh, since we haven't brought up Bennett before, I do want to mention that Michael Bennett sounds like Lorenzo music to me. Do you know who that is? <laughs> I don't know. The Garfield? Who that is. Yeah, the Garfield. Yeah. <laughs> I okay. don't. I can't remember his voice, but. Right. Well, if you imagine Garfield, that's okay, basically sure. Michael Bennett. Well, I mean, I, I like a pro lasagna candidate. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure he has a terrible voice. I remember it being really annoying. It's very slow. That's what's annoying about it, yeah. is he speaks so slowly. His As thing a was... haver of an annoying voice, I respect it, but I also hate listening to it. <laughs> and we'd have to do it for four years. This is like an important thing to think about. It's like you have, we have to listen to this person for four years. Well, one of his things, like his selling point for himself was that you wouldn't have to think about him. Oh, <laughs> like, yeah. If you elect me... You won't think about who the president is. <laughs> yeah, that's I mean, that's good... what Buttigieg says, too. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's we can go back to brunch. liberal <laughs> fantasy yeah, yeah. is to, like, care so much that you don't have to care at all. <laughs> <laughs> that's the horseshoe theory. Yeah. I was going to say, wait, yeah, I think I'm there, but <laughs> the other way around. <laughs> all right, so uh, moving on from the most important event of the century. <sighs> so, really Iran. <laughs> good shit, huh? Iran. Yeah. <laughs> We're doing it. Um, Iran so far. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> so That was horrible. Please cut that. <laughs> <laughs> After the caucus training, I went to a an anti-war march on the Ped Mall in Iowa City, uh, organized by the Veterans for Peace. Oh, that's oh, cool. cool. Yeah, so we, we have a fairly large population of Iranian immigrants in Iowa City. They come to the university for various studies you mm-hmm. know i know two guys specifically who came here to study music composition so that's a fairly small program so imagine you know apply that to the whole school and you can mm-hmm. imagine how many people from iran are in iowa city now so you know it's a kind of a big close to home issue for us the veterans for peace handed out a few little flyers to us while we were standing around listening to old like korea veterans and stuff talking about how war is bad war is bad is correct <laughs> firsthand yeah accounts of why it's bad yeah uh they gave us a little flyer it says give peace a chance it has a list of major u.s military engagements since 1982 oh, let me that's just so depressing uh do you want to guess how many uh <laughs> countries are on this list um again this is major u.s military yeah, engagements like, I don't know, major. so there, there's probably a lot of tiny ones too right um, 12. 13. <laughs> Going Price is Right style. Yeah. 
1301. <laughs> yeah, no, that uh, yeah, like that sounds. I figure like going sounds... going over is it's not going to be. It's 13. <laughs> Hell yeah! Come on down. We uh, already know how dire this is. Yeah, yeah. we uh, Granada 1982, Lebanon 1982 through 1984. Libya, 1986 and 2011. Oh, yeah, I was going to say. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, Iran, 1987 to 88 and probably 2020. Panama, 1988 to 1990. The Gulf War, 1990 to 1991. I guess that's not a country, so that probably mm. increases the number a little bit. Yeah, Gulf War. True. Um, Iraq, oof, 91 to 2011 is how they oh list that there. God. And then 2014 to present, so took a couple years off from mm. beating the shit out of iraq for no reason uh somalia 92 to 95 and 2007 to present what are we doing in somalia i don't even know that is a long i don't know pete Buttigieg went on vacation there though <laughs> so he probably knows just a fun vacation yeah just hanging out <laughs> yeah he don't um, worry about <laughs> what he was doing <laughs> Was that while he was working for McKinsey? Uh, apparently, like, yeah, it was like right in the same time frame. There was like, <laughs> I read it, and it was I'm like sure. he went on vacation to Somaliland for like personal, like on a personal trip. Sure. But then he also met with local officials. <laughs> oh right, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was just like, like friends in the area. Yeah, meeting with the local officials. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, very interesting. Yeah, Bosnia ninety-two to ninety-seven, Kosovo eighty-eight to ninety-nine. Afghanistan 2001 to present, Syria 2014 to present, Yemen 2015 to present. Yeah, and That's half so... of those, we, at least in the media, doesn't even consider them to be like wars or like right. doesn't, doesn't even get reported. I mean, on, were any of like, those formal Yemen declarations? Stuff? Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah like, like none of them were. Yeah, when I guess the... Iraq and Afghanistan. Yeah, but, but yeah, the war started before they declared them. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say it was like okay. post facto. Yeah. Imagine um, doing this. Imagine doing what we do. We're unbelievably evil. Unbelievable. How, like You mean the five of us in this room? <laughs> yeah. <I'm, laughs> also <but>. that. <laughs> We're all complicit. True. But also, like, we are just cruel to the entire world and oppressive and imperialist. And everyone hates us. And those were mm -hmm. really weird things to like grow out of propaganda wise because I used to think stuff like like that they told me, you know what I mean? And to grow out and realize like, oh my God, we are the bad guys every single time. Yeah, particularly with Iran. Like yeah. such the bad guys with Iran. We overthrew their fucking government and <laughs> now we're like launching bombs into their country. Like imagine God, imagine if someone took over Canada and then dropped a bomb on Mike Pence. And I'm with you. <laughs> I'm imagining. Oh, damn it. You're right. And this case keep seems just, like just, keep Trump, talking. Trump basically did it just so he like wouldn't appear weak because of like the whole like parallels between the um the American embassy in Baghdad being attacked or whatever with Benghazi or whatever. Like I think he literally said that like he was thinking about Benghazi when he, he called did you see the tweet where he said the anti Benghazi? He, oh yeah. And that was the whole tweet. Yeah. So like literally <laughs> yeah. he just was like he didn't want to appear weak and like do what Obama did. And like mm -hmm. so he had to like do this. And it's like also this guy, uh the general Iranian general, I don't know his name. <laughs> but uh, Soleimani. He was like, like not hard to find. Like he didn't really go to the effort of like being super covert because basically he was so high ranking that it would be 
Well, I mean, he was obviously at risk of being assassinated. I'm, I'm sure. Yeah, I mean, because <laughs> because yeah, because he was. But like, it wasn't like it was. It wasn't like tracking down Osama bin Laden or anything. Right. It was like it was very an easy operation to do. It was just like them like having the balls to do it in the first place. Yeah. So what happened was the U.S. embassy in Baghdad. In Baghdad, it was uh, what. Well, there was, so, okay, so what originally happened was, like, there was this base K-1 that got attacked by, like, this small group of, like, pro-Iranian Iraqi militants, Mm -hmm. and they, like, killed, like, one American service member and, like, a couple, there's a couple injuries, like, it was, like, relatively minor confrontation, but then, in response, we, like, bombed their, like, base or whatever, it's this group, it's uh, Hezbollah, I can't remember what uh, what it's fully called, but... Um, so like we bombed them in retaliation, killed like 30 of them. Mm-hmm. And then they had a funeral. They had like services for the people. This is like on the 30th, I think. And then, um, after the funeral, like they went and stormed the embassy and Got like, it. I guess set a fire in like the lobby or like, I don't know. Yeah. I don't think anyone was hurt in the embassy thing, but like basically they did this demonstration it was basically or whatever. Vandalism, yeah. It was right? basically yeah. vandalism. I'd do that. So yeah. yeah, it was basically like just, you know, back and forth, just like, you know, we, they, something happened and then we overreacted. And then it's another thing they demonstrated in response to that. And then our response to that is to, to like kill, just this. fucking kill more people. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, uh, so the, the, uh, the demonstration started at a funeral. It came about, after I guess, a apparently, yeah, after the, okay. this, they had services for the, uh, the militants who had died. Yeah. And then they went to the, embassy in baghdad yeah all right so guys if i die before <laughs> you guys mm-hmm. i want you to hold a funeral ceremony for me and then just immediately following the burial i would like you to enter the nearest embassy and start setting fires this is how i would like to be memorialized as well, <laughs> yeah. just so you know and this iranian general he was involved basically in like supporting pro-iranian groups all throughout the middle east basically so mm-hmm. he was a big guy and like obviously had been uh fighting against american forces in a lot of those cases but most of the guys um that he was working with at this point were like fighting against isis right he was right. so they're basically yeah. fighting yeah like <laughs> on our side in certain cases in like syria it's all very complicated of course but. it's really fun watching all of our elected officials just blatantly lying about who this guy was right yeah <laughs> He was the most wanted terrorist on Earth. <laughs> no one has killed more Americans than him. Oh my God! What a load of shit! Right? Yeah. You know, I none of, half of these people have not heard of the man. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, I I had heard his name mm-hmm. somewhere. Yeah, and I still I think that puts you ahead of him. <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, like I didn't know anything about him. I had heard right. the name uh Soleimani somewhere <laughs> like I was vaguely familiar with that name <laughs> yeah but I didn't I mean I probably well, yeah again people... he wasn't hiding like it was he yeah was, he was a high-ranking uh, high-ranking guy yeah. in the revolutionary guard like yeah. everyone's pretending like they knew who this was or that he mm-hmm. was a serial killer right. the media is unbelievable yeah they're so transparent and so in lockdown. And again, any American service members that would have been would have died at the hands of any like pro Iranian groups were there as a result of our own actions. Yeah, of course. Interfering yeah. with their you know interfering with their interests in the first place, like the Iraq War. I mean, obviously, there's no basis for it whatsoever. And then we sh- we shouldn't be surprised when we get blowback. Mm-hmm. So this is what the uh, 
this is the other side of that Veterans for Peace flyer that I, I read earlier with the list of military engagements. Uh, it says here, all we're saying is give peace a chance. Uh, this is what they suggest we do in response to the escalating situation. Uh, please contact Senator Chuck Grassley, Senator John <laughs> 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 Oh, boy. That. No, this will stress you out and oh, nothing boy. will ever yeah. happen. Yeah, you you have a history of attempting this yes. contact so, right now. <laughs> you've given peace a chance before? <laughs> so like in 2016, I jumped the fuck in, which is so lame that I didn't understand before the 2016 election how much the government actually can control. And like I started getting really upset and call. I had I had my senator's phone numbers in my phone and I would call Rod Blum all the time. It was a huge thing like early early on in Trump's yeah, term. it was like mm-hmm. call your senators, call your senators. Because mm-hmm. but they then you end up feeling care. so helpless. <laughs> Especially the republic. I mean, I know they just they just mail out form letters all day. Yeah. Like if you write them or if whatever. That, yeah. Did I talk to you about this before? Uh, did I talk on here about how I don't think do we talked about it on the show. Okay, so um, I talked to a Joni Ernst staffer who's actually really nice. His name is Sam. If you ever see him in Cedar Rapids, he's really fine and you <laughs> should be to nice to Sam him. Ernst. <laughs> <laughs> Sam Ernst. <laughs> um, but he told me that when you call them, they don't record. So you're calling about an issue and they don't record whether you are pro or against. Right. They just make a spreadsheet and just do a tick mark and then they pass it along to the senator and it says, you know, 1,000 people called about X issue and that's it. They don't say and 90, like um, 999 of them are angry about <laughs> it and one person. Fuck you to me over the phone. <laughs> yeah, they don't. <laughs> and then they just have a form letter by topic and they mail it out to you and when it gets to you eventually you'll have forgotten what topic you written wrote about at that time and you're like oh yeah I fucking wrote him it's six months later and I'm getting this form letter and he writes so much. Joni Ernst <laughs> Joni Ernst will like send you an email but Chuck Grassley types like three pages. <laughs> He's such a def- Defensive baby. It's kind of like he how actually dare responds you? personally. No, 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 okay. no, not at all. Okay. But um, his form letters are really, really long. Oh, love to see how many typos okay. he put more. He, he puts more effort into make. his uh, form letter. Okay. Yeah, and like <laughs> they look just like his tweets. They look like yeah. his tweets. <laughs> <laughs> so like I, you know, I definitely think. Oh we shit! Sh- we're in we, Windsor Heights. I was Heights. just gonna say, yeah, we're like down the street oh, from, shit, from the dairy. You know what? Oh my god! We're right. We live a couple blocks from the Windsor Heights Dairy Queen, which is a good place for you know what. A good place. for you know what <laughs> and i mean laugh all you want but you know what <laughs> it's a good place it's for good you place. know what <laughs> you guys have stopped by there for you know what oh we got oh, yeah. many you know occasions what. yeah <laughs> nice we brought our dogs to some you know what. <laughs> <laughs> oh our our listeners all know exactly. <laughs> okay, there was a okay, there was a Chuck Grassley tweet in like 2013 or something. I think it's the first thing I ever retweeted <laughs> on the Rock Hard Caucus Twitter account. So okay. scroll back on that, or just search <laughs> Windsor Heights from Chuck Grassley on Twitter. Yeah, it's, really <laughs> it's it's one of the best. Don't try to search. You know what? I'm just saying our listeners so already know what happens at the, the Windsor Heights Dairy Queen. <laughs> yeah. I don't think we need to explain any further. You know what? <laughs> You know what? We know. We know what. <laughs> <laughs> 
Anyway, so um, I never want to discourage people taking any action whatsoever because I think we have to take action or we are all going to, our blood pressure is going to explode our eyeballs. Um, and because I am, uh, I am fucking losing it. I am like screaming on the internet in a very <laughs> annoying way. And I think of you every time I post, Evan. And like, why? Because you like don't believe in posting and you're right. <laughs> and <laughs> every time I'm posting, I'm like, I am less happy for having done this. I don't feel any better. I feel worse. And <laughs> I don't think it made any difference in the world whatsoever, but I can't fucking stop. I can't stop screaming about um, the Iran war on Facebook. I can't stop. I don't it's not a good environment, <laughs> the social media. I mean, there's, yeah, the hot take <laughs> rush. You know, it's like the fucking gold rush of hot takes. You have and to feel like you're doing something. I, I mean, I get it. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's just like, it's just not a healthy place because of all of the... Anyway, so circling back around to like you have to feel like you're doing something, don't have that something be call Chuck Grassley. Well, okay. In, well, unless it makes you feel good. I was just going to say, like, I mean, you can call Chuck Grassley just with the knowledge that it will do absolutely fuck all, but like, yeah. why not just yell at people who are working for Chuck Grassley? <laughs> I mean, I feel like there's, it, it might be worth calling like whatever milk toast Democratic representative you have right yeah they do list yes. abby abby finkenauer on this list yes yeah. you should call uh, oh, speaking of abby abby finkenauer <laughs> fucking endorsing biden endorsing biden idiot. who is that is that for biden or for like who benefits from her endorsing biden she worked for his campaign earlier oh, in 2008 yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. apparently I mean, that's a little legit but that's, at least that's... i guess but you'd think like after eight i guess more than that <laughs> almost You've learned nothing over a decade oh, well, yeah. you've learned time. nothing right <laughs> <laughs> yeah. but at least it's not because you think his he is a good candidate it's just paying they back for giving you a I mean, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I I mean i'm sure she does she's pretty conservative yeah I don't know. I feel like she was featured in some articles about like young the Democratic, Democratic star. Yeah. yeah. It's like AOC. a picture of her She's and like Iowa's a blazer. <laughs> yeah. Please tell me Which, someone said that. No, I just said it. <laughs> I'm sure someone said it before you. Yeah. People treated it. She was in the New York Times. And she's like wearing a, a blazer and has her right. like this like beautiful hair like AOC. And she looks really like... <laughs> They're like a, the rising star in the Democratic Party, and I, and it's just like she's very conservative. Mm -hmm. She is like, she um, won the election because she has good connections to labor, which is great. But like, she's not very leftist at all. No. I mean, she she'd be a member of the squad if she was that cool. <laughs> <laughs> she's not so like. To be fair, she's an Iowa Democrat. <laughs> yeah, they're yeah. pretty bad. Yeah. But we got Cindy Axney, who is great, and voted to send troops to the border. <laughs> Broke yes. with her party to send troops to the border. Slay queen. Jesus, I didn't Indeed. even know that. Literally slay. Oh, I keep, I want to go to a Cindy Axney event. That matters. Yeah, that's like, what so like, I will go to Ashley Henson's events right. to like heckle her. Yeah, and like we can call Cindy events. Axney and tell her to like do better because theoretically we're her voter base. But like any kind of like local event that one of these people are going to be there, not enough people are going to attend, especially since it's gotten farther away from the 2016 election. So sure. people have 
stopped going out to stuff really hard but um you can absolutely ruin their day (laughs) and it doesn't make a difference but they get really really unhappy it's more of a difference than a phone call more of a difference yeah. than a phone call. Like I cornered Ashley Henson once and she got really <laughs> pissed at me. Um, and then I sent her a, a deeply threatening email. <laughs> did you, I, I won't say names, but did you corner her at a, an unnamed children's play place? Or was that a, <laughs> did we just happen to see her there? No, it okay. was a coffee shop. <laughs> okay. <laughs> we just um, ran into her. But <laughs> yes, I did. I did not go up that time because okay. that was after the very... It was like yeah. inappropriate and I know that now. But I was really angry at her because she told me to my face a couple days before that she was voting a certain way on something. Oh, right. On a like state level abortion thing. Yeah, like they get really upset and it really bums them out because they're used to just like a bunch of like plants yeah. <laughs> from like <laughs> Koch Brothers plants. I swear to God, events are full of them. Yeah, like the Koch Brothers office in Cedar Rapids that's like next to Biagi's. They like send people to their like little local coffee shop gatherings. The point is you should go there because it makes them feel bad when you <laughs> yell at them. They're not used to experiencing dissent in person. Yeah. yeah. So it's a lot different. them and they feel unhappy. That's a lot more than posting for sure. Yeah. yeah. Definitely. Yeah. The also, I think it would be really funny to like confront your senator at like a children's play place. <laughs> <laughs> it would be really the perfect place to just like really throw down. Like everything's like padded, <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah. Wrestle in the ball pit. I wanna, yeah, I want to fight Ashley Henson inside the PlayStation. <laughs> yeah. I wasn't going to say ball pit wrestling. Yeah. <laughs> that would be great. Yeah, some so it was Ashley Henson. I know some people up. would pay to see that for sure. <laughs> I know she's like a Patreon goal. Speaking of pay, uh, <laughs> yeah, we're gonna get Natalie and Natalie. Ashley Henson in a ball pit together. This will be for the twenty-five dollar month here. <laughs> oh my god! Okay, but she is like part of her thing is how hot she is because yeah, she's definitely. like a TV lady. Yeah, yeah. So it's like her whole brand. All the Republican dads saw her on TV for years. Yeah, and they a little are bit horny, like super horny, and voted for her. Yeah, every Facebook post they see of hers, they're just like, "You go." <laughs> <laughs> it's one of the most ironclad like political strategies. It there really is. is just like be a hot lady on TV and then yes. run for office as a Republican. <laughs> like yeah. you cannot lose. No, you can't. They love it. And like the people who would finance you big time love you. Yeah. Like you're already like media presentable. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like big donors love it. And they like know that you like. You already know what you're allowed to say. (laughs) Right. You have name recognition. You're blonde. Face recognition. Right. Like all the matter. They had a really good candidate running against Ashley Henson last time. And um, who was it? Still beat him. Eric Jurday. Yeah, I know the name. I don't know anything about him, though. Yeah, and he was great. And um, she just is going to be undefeatable. I don't know, because she's just she's in one of the richest districts. She's in Robbins. I lived in her district. Oh, oh yeah, like literally the richest. Yep. Yeah, yeah, the richest. So she's she's a monster. Mm-hmm. She introduced Trump at that um, rally. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, so uh, back to this little flyer here. I, I'm not going to like ridicule the Veterans for Peace for putting the senators' phone numbers on here. I mean, these are people who, for the most part, have witnessed the horrors of war mm-hmm. and combat firsthand and like are trying their best to like raise yeah. the alarms for people. Uh, calling these people is going to do nothing. Like, you can do it if that's something you Well, and especially into, because but, like, like they don't give a fuck. <laughs> we're just going to have some like 
presidential strike. Like they're not even voting on whether yeah, they it's, didn't vote au- it's not authorized. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's like they're not they can't even they don't even have the power to stop it. Something that they listed below the phone numbers though is contact all candidates in the presidential primaries. Oh, that's a which good idea. maybe would have more of an effect. Yeah. Uh, and do we want to comment on the statements from I think the Democratic primary candidates? Haven't some of them changed their statements <laughs> as a result uh, of pressure? Elizabeth Warren, Elizabeth Warren, and that is such big Elizabeth Warren energy. <laughs> she changed hers <laughs> to go. I saw her original one. She, mm-hmm. yeah, I was obviously so angry about it, like mm-hmm. screaming about it on the internet. So she said he's a bad guy, but that was not okay for us to do, and that is like conceding the entire moral framework mm-hmm. of the war. Did You're she pre- even say? it's not okay to do why why specifically is it not okay for us to do it i've seen through the war and lens yeah Yeah. i've seen a lot of articles that are like was it legal for us to do this and it's like that is so besides the point it's immoral (laughs) we don't care about that anymore and we should obviously at this point it's not yeah, I mean, laws don't even fucking matter. Well, yeah, we're <laughs> like, not held to any international laws because we can't be. Do you want to know why we like re- like withdrew from the International Criminal Court? Because um, they were about to let a bunch of Holocaust survivors sue the Bushes because of how Prescott Bush funded oh, the yeah. Nazis. So that's cool. <laughs> <laughs> that's like the Bush family in a nutshell. Like we're going to pull out so that we can't be held accountable for war crimes simply because they want to prosecute us for getting Nazi money. Yeah, our old war crimes cannot be prosecuted, so our current war crimes cannot be prosecuted. Correct. (laughs) Yeah, I think every presidential candidate's statement on the assassination was uh, prefaced with, he was the most evil man on earth. (laughs) (laughs) Killed thousands of our sons and daughters. (laughs) However... It's not very nice for Trump to do this without telling Chuck Schumer first. <laughs> yeah, they always say like without congressional approval, like yeah, this would be. Like a it would have been one hundred percent okay if he'd just gone through the right channels. Right. It There's... also implies like we would have said yes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you have to make a moral argument. People perceived that perceived that as wishy washy. But isn't it better to ask for forgiveness than permission? Oh my god! <laughs> if you're an asshole, in the case of murdering high ranking military officials, in the case of murdering yes. people and starting a potential conflict in the Middle East. Yeah, I mean, I feel like potential is a big qualifier. Like, yeah, something's gonna they're happen gonna because retaliate of this. in some way or yeah. other. Yeah, and, it, and they will be. I mean, we'll see what happens I, I it's not it's not we're not in a war yet but yeah um it's not good so i think every candidate had their statement start with you know saying how bad this guy was except for one yep <laughs> who gave a <laughs> tulsi gabbard <laughs> an incredible statement yes. i was like actually i wonder what tulsi did say <laughs> i don't know yeah. if i saw it actually, go ahead go ahead but it was like this like tiny piece of sanity in the middle of a storm where I am reading it and I'm like someone, this is the gaslight. Yeah. You know, like when people are, when they're being gaslit in the story, the like mm-hmm. gaslight is the thing that makes her feel like she's not fucking crazy and she's seeing what, what she's seeing with her own eyes. Like that's what the statement was like for me and that's what Bernie, everything he says is like for me. Like, oh my God, you're fucking seeing this too. You're seeing that these people are saying this and right. you're like coming out mm-hmm. like, and just starting with this was wrong. It's unjust. People are going to die instead of saying he was a real bad guy. Can you imagine <laughs> yeah. Bernie starting a statement like that? He was a very bad man. <laughs> yeah, it's the only framing that is actually different. I mean, yeah, because I mean, obviously, all of the Democrats are in the 
pocket of the military industrial complex to begin with except for probably bernie but like it's what a totally he, different way to frame it compared to everyone else yeah and i don't want to i don't want to just like make this about the election but i mean it does just add to the urgency of like we have to elect bernie sanders right is the only acceptable option here or this is just going to keep getting worse and worse like he's right. not yeah. electing bernie is not going to like immediately solve the u.s imperial military industrial complex but no it would throw a wrench into it it would a and little bit he's not even i mean there's been plenty of times where bernie's voted the wrong way like sure. bernie was totally wrong about kosovo yeah in the 90s um he recently admitted he was wrong to vote uh for afghan afghanistan afghan. yeah mm-hmm. yeah yeah so i mean and, and that's, that's a big thing too, that's a big that he thing like too. admitted yeah. To being incorrect but there's it. no one else that you even ha- can even rightfully claim to like boldly like be against this sort of shit yeah everyone else has to like frame it as like oh well he was a bad guy like we had to have killed him at some point yeah but- i know exactly <laughs> <laughs> um so tulsi gabbard said this was clearly an act of war though so she her statement's great by this president without any kind of authorization or declaration of war of Congress. Okay, we don't, it's not about whether it's authorized, but okay, it's <laughs> yeah, fine. Yeah, yeah. Clearly violating the Constitution. It further escalates this tit for tat that's going on and on and on and will elicit a very serious response from Iran and pushes <laughs> us deeper, deeper into this quagmire and it really begs the question for what? That's a good ass. Yeah, statement. pretty good. Well, since we were talking about it, we could have gone either get, way. Uh, we, <laughs> should, <laughs> we should probably like read Bernie's on air so we remember. Oh, sure what the good statement was i was talking about his facebook thing which is long oh like his long statement it's his statement on it is too long to read but Uh, let me find like a we need tweets only yeah yeah we don't yeah (laughs) let me let me find something that's representative of the spirit of that essay (laughs) um he well he gave a speech in iowa about the iran situation yeah and i believe this was at the motorcycle museum in Minnesota, <laughs> which is awesome <laughs> i'm so happy that his like his first public appearance after this yeah. like, major serious <laughs> is event is at the motorcycle museum, museum. <laughs> um, he so, said a lot of stuff about it you guys it's hard to yeah there's just a lot well, give us good. your yeah opinion. Anything bad? Just briefly. No, everything okay. is <laughs> everything all good. Everything is all lit up. Hundred percent. That I already faved it. Good <laughs> <laughs> I'm scrolling down right. and I was like, oh yeah. Yeah, I do want to mention which candidates uh, had a presence at this anti-war march that I went to. Oh, today. that's a good one. Um, a bunch of Bernie like staff was there organizing people. A few of the veterans had like Tulsi buttons on. Oh yeah because um, that's cool you know she weirdly she was a vet. draws them in she yeah. Is a vet. yeah it makes sense yeah a couple of people were very into marianne williamson that's like what's up. holding up yard signs they were yard signs with the metal like <laughs> sticks but they were holding them up at a march nice i mean yeah she's she's like about peace yeah she very, wants a department like, of peace right yeah. i mean yeah um and i saw her campaign bus parked a couple blocks away which was interesting oh really she i didn't see her personally but Apparently, i saw a couple of her people she got rid of all of her staff right she just laid everyone off but then like, she was like the it's incredible what we can do with volunteers <laughs> 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 so yeah i mean i could kind of go either way on that like <laughs> if if you know you're running a campaign that's not going to get anywhere hey she should just like, totally pivot to being like the whole anti-war but you have like 
several people in the state that are very enthusiastic about you. Yeah. I can kind of get that, but it is kind of exploiting people yeah. for free. <laughs> she's not yeah. lacking much. Yeah, right. She's a rich lady. Yeah, yeah. yeah she she's could, Oprah's I mean, spiritual advisor. Right, yeah. <laughs> if you're going to be running... She's got the O-Network bucks. <laughs> if you're going to be running what's pretty much a vanity campaign at this point, like you might as well let a few people make some cash off right. of you yeah. for it. But Yeah, it's whatever. about contributing to the economy. It's a pointless fucking campaign yeah, anyway. Money, money in people's yeah. pockets so they can go and spend it on TVs and shit. <laughs> Um, and then I saw, I think, one person wearing a Warren button. <laughs> and, and Are you going to be there after the statement she made? I found. Uh, I know. I found it's, some, like, I found a couple or a couple examples. She was, like, the first good, person to make a statement, too, if I recall. And it, yeah. And then she is and going back really and bad. trying to revise it because everyone's <laughs> mad. And that is such big Elizabeth Warren energy is to be like, oh, oh let me, I'll change. What do you want uh, uh, me to be? Tell me what you exactly want me to be. exactly what you want, actually. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're mad about hold this? Hold on, hold on. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then uh, one guy... He had a Pete button on, and he was walking towards where I was standing, and I just had to move away. I had to be away from the one Pete guy who shows up to the anti-war rally. Are you like, sure he was attending the rally and wasn't just like going to a local <laughs> pizzeria? No, he, he was part of it, and I was so mad to see him. <laughs> I've been getting like more and more angry about Pete recently. Like yeah. the stop kidding yourselves people He's well as a vet a again he also yeah. is probably the best equipped to handle <laughs> foreign and his statement mentions twitter his statement yeah i'm trying to find it <laughs> oh, it's really yeah. funny garbage man and it also it does mention that he is like as someone who is he deployed says it in twice. the middle east he as says... a military oh, sorry, sorry. intelligence no. officer I yeah think is what yeah, he yeah said. that's what yeah. he said i think specifically <laughs> I, I know exactly the right time to assassinate high-ranking <laughs> military leaders of countries that do not threaten us in any way, but are still our soft adversaries. It It is ridiculous, too, because Iran has literally done nothing. And ever since Trump has gone into office, all he's done is just, like, antagonize them for just because, like, they're mad about Obama, like, trying to, like, you know, warm warm up the relations a little bit. Right, yeah. And I mean, so, they, like, it's just spiteful. It's like there's yeah, no spiteful. fucking reason for it. It's insane. And I mean, I know like hypocrisy means fucking nothing. Yeah. But so many people are bringing this up. Like it's worth mentioning. There are like tens of tweets from Donald Trump during the Obama years saying, just watch Obama's going to attack Iran to improve his uh, mm-hmm. approval numbers. And it's like in an election <laughs> year or two. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. then like to do it two days into He's, 2020. Mm-hmm, I mean, yeah. it's. <laughs> yeah, I'm not like the hypocrisy thing is useless, but like just the blatantness. Oh, uh, another astounding. funny thing from Pete's statement: uh, before engaging in a military action that could destabilize an entire region, we must take a strategic, deliberate approach that includes consultation with Congress, our allies, <laughs> and stakeholders in the Middle <laughs> East. Stakeholders. Oh my <laughs> god, stakeholders. Oh, that's. So unbelievably bad. I know that's not what he was trying to I know, write, it's like, but it like slipped out that it's about corporations. Yeah, so our Q1 assassination numbers. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, here is the only. You could just that say like people who live in the Middle East. <laughs> yeah, you could, uh, millions of innocent lives. Yeah, millions <laughs> of like innocent people, like potentially. Ugh. He's yeah. an absolute monster. Yeah. Uh, one other thing that somebody asked me about, somebody that I was walking with asked me if I thought that the assassination was an attempt to 
distract from the impeachment. Oh. Absolutely fucking not. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's Absolutely not. not I mean, that's kind of how I feel. It too. might be yeah. that he's just like flexing his muscles because yes. he I feels mean, like in a corner, you yeah. know? My answer but, to that was like, I guess that's probably part of it, but it also is so far from my mind. Like, yeah, the impeachment is That's a better way to put it. Yeah. Is he's obsessed with it. Mm-hmm. And so he might... Um, yeah, that just this may be part of his thinking, but yeah, yeah, but that doesn't mean that we should care. Right, the impeachment is fucking nothing at this point. Like, right, it's over. Like the Everyone what was going to happen happened. Yeah, and it's not going any further. So, <laughs> like, what what would he need to distract from it for? He uh, yeah, yeah, he's fine. He didn't lose any votes over his impeachment. But I'm saying you know? he is so spiteful and petty. He might just like do it to show that he can and like yeah. to feel like he has a real big dick. I'm still powerful. He's a good boy. <laughs> yeah. I'm still the president. Yeah. He yeah. did it because we impeached him. <laughs> yeah. Very, very well could be. Hope you're happy now, I mean, Pelosi. <laughs> the people who convinced him to do it are the ones that matter. Like, yeah. I think he might be motivated for a lot of different reasons and I still, like, he's still evil for having decided to do it but there are some people in the government that have been trying to do this for 40 years. Oh, yeah. I mean, and like, yeah. And the exact same fucking Iraq war people are there. And you're just right. watching yep. people fall for it in real time. And it's unbelievable. Yeah. I, I'm having a stroke right now to watch people I know, yeah. ostensible liberals fall yeah. for it. Yeah. Or like on my Facebook say, they give there the is- benefit of the doubt to the same people who have shown no reason to trust them whatsoever. Right. Yeah. Who like, they did it last time. It's the same right. goddamn plan. It's the plan. same yeah. people. Yeah. <laughs> because Obama did not prosecute them, even though they did unbelievable international war crimes. Right. And he was like, that's fine. We're going to move on. Yeah. Never forget that Obama sucks. We must move forward. <laughs> <laughs> ah. All right. We worn out of the Iran talk. There's not a lot sure. to say. Like yeah. this fucking it's yeah, it's, awful. <laughs> still kind of wait and see a little bit, but yeah, yeah. yeah it's not. They're gonna. I mean, it's despair. Something I feel despair. Gonna happen. Mm-hmm. Like I said earlier in the conversation, it just makes the urgency even greater to elect a president who is at least somewhat in opposition to the war machine. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It won't fix everything, but it'll be harm reduction at the very least. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's only one guy who has any shot at making some of this stop or slow down <laughs> for real. I mean, just think how easily Elizabeth Warren could be pressured into. Oh my God. She military is, engagements. She just buckles. She absolutely buckles. That's her energy is just like, Oh, you want me to be different? Okay. Like she <laughs> is so gullible. Yeah. I mean, that's why she was a Republican for so long. I don't think she was evil. I think she's gullible as hell. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I think you're right. And Pete obviously wouldn't have a problem with it if there was like oh, material gain no to be had <laughs> yeah, and he, he could sell it to the public. He has like, no, there would there'd be nothing stopping him. <laughs> he will be literally anything you want if it means that he can be powerful. I mean, he is just a complete non-person. He's b- nothing but ambition. That's there's nothing inside of him. If you unzip his suit, a bunch of money falls out of it, like the <laughs> like Oogie Boogie in the Nightmare Before Christmas. <laughs> it's just bugs and money. <laughs> <laughs> well, speaking of Pete Buttigieg, um, since we are in Des Moines, I wanted to pick up a physical copy of the Des Moines Register today, mm. but uh, the come and go and the high V that we stopped at 
did not have any copies available. Oh my God, you can't go to three places. If you try two places <laughs> no. and it's not there, you're done. <laughs> there were no papers available at 7 p.m. on a Saturday at the gas station. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I'm, I'm looking at my phone to read this article. This is by Pete Buttigieg. It's an opinion oh, piece published wow. in the Des Moines Register on January 2nd of 2020. So basically this is like a sort of final pitch to the state of Iowa in the final month before the caucus. Um, I think the last poll that came out, what, four months ago, <laughs> uh, had Pete at the top right before they conveniently stopped polling. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, the one CNN poll that they have to keep using because it's the one they paid for. <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, so this is uh, the quote-unquote front runner writing to the people of Iowa. The headline. Isn't that awesome? <laughs> they said he was going to win. <laughs> He's going to do real well, but... Yeah. It says here... This is the headline. This is what Iowa has taught me. This is from our our friend Pete. Bro, you're from Indiana. (laughs) Yes, but this is what Iowa (laughs) said. Okay. (laughs) Two states away. Completely different culture (laughs) over here. Yes. (laughs) I mean, yeah, clearly better, but... (laughs) I would agree, I think. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Rust Belt. We're not Rust Belt. Yeah. We're Midwest, but we're we're not Rust Belt. (laughs) Corn-fed... What do they grow in Indiana? Sadness. <laughs> it could be worse. Like Iowa, colon, it could be worse. Yeah, it definitely <laughs> That's could. everything I have to say about this state. <laughs> I'm not going to do a Pete voice. I don't think I can master it. <laughs> a decade ago, I came to Iowa knocking doors for a young presidential candidate with a funny name. Mitt Romney. <laughs> 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 the stakes were high in that election. They are enormous now. So he's talking about Obama and sort of trying to liken him to mm-hmm. himself if yes. he didn't catch that. <laughs> yeah. Traveling throughout Iowa this year, I've met workers facing rising costs and stagnant wages. Farmers are paying the price of a reckless trade war. Our children are learning active shooter drills before they learn to read. Is that true? <laughs> yeah, man. Before they can read? Absolutely. Okay. They start well, them you in have kin- a child. They okay. start them in kindergarten. Jesus. All and right. they don't know how to read in kindergarten. It's unbelievable. It's like super bad, you guys. Yeah. I know how to read in kindergarten. All right. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. Okay. All their children go to learn how to read. <laughs> All right. Point seated to Pete Buttigieg. <laughs> Iowans cannot afford four more years of this president or the division that he exploits. On the morning after this president leaves office, the sun will come up on a country even more bitterly divided than we are now, exhausted from fighting, and still facing urgent crises. This election will decide whether the next president will mobilize Americans behind bold ideas or polarize them around the same Washington fights that have held us back for decades. It's either or. (laughs) We gotta be polar. We can't be not polarized because one pole is fucking Nazis, so we have to have be polarized otherwise everyone's a nazi right and that's just how our elections work (laughs) yeah yeah liberals have this idea that like eventually everyone will agree with them that like they can get you know agreement from people who are like want them dead (laughs) i i mean truly that's like the thesis of third way yeah it was like yeah we we can found the correct yeah methods <laughs> people are end. going oh. to like us now yeah. <laughs> and then now in 2020 <laughs> the liberal <laughs> high-minded shit is just like openly just bullshit yeah we're polarized over these quote washington fights 
And it's not just here. It's not Washington. It's like, <laughs> right. these are actual problems. It's fucking that Macron. Have... It's fucking Brexit. It's Boris Johnson. It's fucking Trudeau. Like, yeah. These are conflicts that have two answers. <laughs> We're going to be polarized. <laughs> right. And fights over, I don't have enough money. I guess I'll die now. It's not a Washington fight. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Um, He also, he mentions that the next president uh, will, the the alternative to more polarization is uh, mobilizing Americans behind bold ideas. Mm -hmm. So what are the bold ideas that Pete Buttigieg is putting forward? Medicare for all who wants it, baby. (laughs) Uh, The classic (laughs) Medicare for all who wants it. (laughs) I'll never get tired of that. (laughs) I'm just going to make it longer and not the same thing anymore. Just taper off and maybe people won't know. We need to elect a president who can not only end the era of Donald Trump, but can launch the era that must come next. I'm running for president to lead a nation done with division and hungry for action. I don't know about you guys, but I'm not done with division. <laughs> I would I'm like to continue to be divided <laughs> yeah. from these people. I'm not done with division and I'm hungry for action. Yeah. yeah. I'm hungry I for want division. to be divided yeah. from... Personally, I don't like healthcare company executives, you know? I Yeah, I am... Very much divided on this issue. <laughs> because there's there's justice and there's injustice, and you have to fucking pick a side. And you can't become like you can't just merge with those people. There is right and wrong, and they're wrong. So bold ideas that appeal to the lowest common denominator. <laughs> <laughs> and highest common denominator, you have to go along with it. Yeah, yeah. What else are you going to do? Vote for Trump? <laughs> yeah, that's the central thesis of that. Yep. <laughs> Or like, look at how moral we are. Didn't we say nice things? And or like, liberals just can't are shocked when you accuse them of not being the moral party. Yep. Like yep. that makes them really real. Yep. Like I'm the problem. <laughs> You're yeah, like, you I are. am the one on yes. the side of social justice. Yeah, you are part of the problem. <laughs> All right. So a nation done with the vision and hungry for action. I've seen that hunger on display throughout Iowa. I've seen it in the Des Moines mother who wrote me that her medical bills had become so expensive that she and her parents sold their homes to pay for her 24-hour care. Sorry, I don't mean to ridicule that, but that's in fucking all of these. (laughs) Yeah. Every single candidate is saying they've heard from a city name mother who is dealing with specific issue. (laughs) Yep. Yeah, like that one lady who's going to vote for Biden because Bo died of cancer (laughs) and I have cancer too. Right. Like, okay. Yeah. That sucks. His ability to speak really eloquently on grief actually draws in a lot of supporters. Mm. And it's like very dark. That's like very dystopian that he wants to let people die because they don't have health insurance. But he's drawing in people who have cancer because he can. I mean, he can talk very good about grief. Yeah. 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 He's doing the same thing as Pete Buttigieg. Yeah. Just trying to like smooth it all over. Oh, did I'm you, on your side, guys. Did you see them ask Bernie if it would be okay if his son was on the board of an oil company in Ukraine? And he said, <laughs> I do not think he is interested in doing that. <laughs> <laughs> and it makes me think of his fucking nerdy son. Oh, yeah, Levi? He rocks. <laughs> <laughs> he just looks so goofy. Yeah. <laughs> he does it's just like comical to imagine a sanders family member being also hunter biden's awesome team hunter biden i want him to be president (laughs) (laughs) 
Yeah, it's just good to see a child of like a politician who's like an actual person. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> Instead yeah. of like and he struggles and shit. I mean he also yeah. like does a lot of crime. But I mean, like no none of the bad crime. None of like the hurting other people crime really. Yeah. Right. Yeah. As far as I saw. It's mostly self destruction yeah. from yeah. what I've seen. Yeah. Which is cool. Like <laughs> Yeah, that's way cool. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm into that, obviously. <laughs> uh, <laughs> obviously. <laughs> Masochism. Yeah. All right. So the Des Moines mother who wrote about the medical bills mm-hmm. being too high, so they had to sell their homes to pay for it. Yes. That's why I've proposed Medicare for all who want it, which guarantees Presumably every... those people wanted it. I assume so, but we'll have to <laughs> okay. let them make their own. Okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> which guarantees every American affordable coverage while letting you choose which plan is best for you and introduced to long-term care America to ensure all Americans are supported. I measure the power of an idea not by how much controversy it generates, <laughs> but by how many people it can help. Well, who the fuck is yeah, measuring that's what the Bernie's yeah. Bernie's entire Bernie. campaign is just what is the most controversial things yeah. I can say? Bernie like, there's no Lord. there's no like Bernie like vision. It's just right. he's just saying shit to rile up the lefties. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't have any like some sort of like overarching like philosophy. There's not any sort of ideological. No, there's no ideological nothing. Extremely cohesive decades held worldview. He's just, no. Yeah, he's yeah. just appealing to contrarians. Mm-hmm. Oh my god! So. Here is his like healthcare energy is like, so at my job, our health insurance gives us a discount if we go onto a private third party app called Rally Health and you enter a bunch of your health information and you can score points to get gift cards. So you go in and put in your blood pressure and all your medicine and whether you're a smoker and all of your private medical information into a random app. Right. And if if 90 if over 90% of the employees do it, we get a 3% reduction in our health insurance and oh. a coupon to Red Lobster. So it's Yeah, it's not- in the it's all gift cards. No, it's not money, it's gift cards. It's like gift cards to yeah, like yeah. Amazon and stuff, which is great, but I'm not going to do that. But in order to be spiteful about it, I emailed back and said I would love to participate. I'm happy to give my health insurance company some information if it lowers our rates, but I'm not comfortable to send it into a third-party app. Do you have any workaround? Mm-hmm. For me to still participate in this program, mm-hmm. which absolutely not, they won't. But I just right. want to make a point. You know what I mean? And also, you're, I assume, not super willing to give all that information <laughs> to your employer. Oh, yeah, absolutely not. I would not. I would never do it. Yeah. If she yeah. replied, like, here's how you can do it without the app, I wouldn't do it, obviously. But they're oh, not going to be able to do I have it. A, I have a corollary to this. Oh. Uh, so apparently U-Haul is um, no longer hiring drivers who have, like, tobacco usage yeah, at unbelievable. all. Because they're huh. trying to, like, do, like, you know, the healthiest corporate culture or whatever. U-Haul? U-Haul. I know. It does seem funny. <laughs> But my uh, my dear mother of my cousins, truck drivers on <laughs> who is uh, a frothing Republican, <laughs> is oh. not happy about this. Uh, her name is Deb. Deb. <laughs> Deb. <laughs> uh, she, she says, "Welcome to 2020, and random discrimination is cool, America, where your private life and health are your business only, except for U-Haul corporate spies checking to see what you do after hours. Wise up, people! This is the road liberal voters are." traveling at lightning speed yeah, i think deb has some good ideas so that because yeah this is leftists, leftists hate it this is you. a big part of medicare for all is that mm. you know your employer has 
has access to all of your information about your health. <laughs> is that what she said? No, no. Well, she's. I'm is just. That, I'm being ironic. I'm being ironic. Yes. Um, no, but it is funny that she thinks that that's what liberals want. Right. Yes. Like you're the people who want the fucking corporations to have like ultimate control over everything. <laughs> And, like, don't believe that the government should even exist to, like, you know, step in in cases where the market decides wrong, (laughs) you know? I got an idea off that last sentence. So I measure the power of an idea not by how much controversy it generates. Uh, Bernie's, or actually, you know what, Andrew Yang's platform is written (laughs) by... Uh, going to various subreddits and sorting by contra- <laughs> sorting by controversial and putting and taking the top result and just pasting it onto his website. Do we have evidence that he's not doing that currently? No. <laughs> wow, that's pretty fucking advanced. I love interviewing four dimensional chess. <laughs> Uh, in a sweltering barn in Shenandoah, I met a young man who wanted to know how agriculture in the Midwest could help lead the fight against climate change. People tend to forget about us, he said. I told him how we'd put rural communities like his at the center of a national project and achieve a net zero carbon economy by... You want to guess the year here? 2050. It's 2050, yes. Oh my we god, we're all, all be dead. <laughs> we will all be dead. Australia yeah. is on fire. Like, it yeah. is like going to burn to the ground well yeah we'll yeah. be carbon neutral carbon because, like, neutral we'll have fucking combustion engines anymore <laughs> and well, you know how we get there by taxing carbon emissions and, and <laughs> the most effective climate <laughs> the, yeah trading the credits yeah. <laughs> the carbon taxes have worked they've the worked carbon tax credits have worked stupendously well so well in the last 30 years <laughs> <laughs> when did they first introduce this? I wanted to say like the 90s, but I well, I think other countries like that's like might have been cap and trade. Yeah. 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 The 90s. Like, I can hear it coming out of Bill Clinton's mouth. Yeah. I feel like it's like, <laughs> can you do the Bill Clinton voice saying carbon tax credit? <clears throat> yeah, here, just one second. <laughs> carbon tax. <laughs> oh, wait, I can usually do this. I'm sorry, guys. <laughs> carbon. I can't do it either. We're doing the thumb. The yeah, Evan is pointing thumb. his microphone at the dog. You can edit it. <laughs> this is our fault. This should fault. only be recorded in separate rooms. I'm not this editing this one at all. Oh, you're right. Okay, never mind. Well, he can't edit it then. This is all just one mile. I hope channel. that picked up. Oh god, I hadn't thought about that. I guess I just realized that. That's okay. We've got dogs on the, on the show now. I thought it would be front and center. That'd be funny to point the mic at it. <laughs> it was funny. <laughs> it's a good bit all right uh during a fourth of july parade in storm lake i marched alongside 24 floats proudly displaying the two dozen countries that made up the area's immigrant population places like storm lake inspired my plan for community renewal visas to attract immigrants to areas experiencing population decline and strengthen my faith that we can manage our border in accordance with our values and our laws community renewal visas Okay, I think that's a good idea. I mean, yeah. I think that when you can bring refugees into farm communities and like small towns are dying, I think it's great. Sure. Um, I don't know. It doesn't mean that I think he's great. No, the the issue that I see there is uh, so a democratic sort of centrist president drawing a bunch of immigrants Mm -hmm. into a certain community and then losing the next election to a fucking psycho who then directs ICE to that community oh. instantly. Yeah, well, which is also, basically what happened with DACA. Well, that is yeah. exactly what happened with DACA. <clears throat> oh, it, never mind. That's a terrible idea. Like, See, also, I, I it, didn't well, no, think it, about it. Well, no, it would be a good idea if we had like just 
sensible immigration laws. Yeah. Well, is this part of the plan for to actually have more green cards issued? Like, I mean, there's not a lot I guess of detail, but, you know. but and I've seen that spirit in a teenager from Muscatine who found the courage to be open about her autism after watching our campaign lead with values of inclusion and belonging. That's unbelievably stupid. Meaningless statement. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, good for the teenager, but what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> Lead with values of inclusion and belonging. Yeah. I mean, Yang is the one who's done the most for autism. Like, he actually yeah, talks that's about true. it. Yeah, that's true. I thought you were going to say done the most for belonging. <laughs> <laughs> it may seem out of place to emphasize unity and belonging at a time like this, but my sense of hope is based not in my age, but in my experience. Once again, what are you saying? <laughs> He's saying I'm young, but I have a lot of experience doing yeah. a bunch of shady shit. Here comes his uh, his experience here. Oh, okay. How does he frame it? <laughs> <laughs> in the dust of a war zone, oh. I saw fellow Americans who had nothing in common besides the flag on our shoulders learn to trust each other with our lives. Pete was in Band of Brothers. <laughs> oh I was going to say Return of the Titans. I remember the Titans. But. Return of the Titans. <laughs> Amid the ruins of old factories, I saw my hometown answer those who called us a dying city by rising up and forging a new future. That's not an Iowa. Shut up, Pete. This is not us. <laughs> Don't talk to me about South Bend. <laughs> One afternoon in South Bend, I walked into my church. Ding, ding. I go to church every <laughs> <laughs> having once believed that something inside would make me forever an outsider and walked out a married man. Wait, what? He, he's gay. What? Wait, he sorry. got gay married. Oh. <laughs> 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 no. but he wa- okay. One afternoon in Southwind, I walked into my church, having once believed that something inside oh, okay. would make me forever an outsider and walked out a married man. Okay, so. Okay. He got married at his church. He, yeah, he felt excluded from okay. the church because he was gay, but now was married at that. He's going I, to turn America into the church. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and us into his husband. Yeah. <laughs> Is this the allegory? I don't. <laughs> Pete will marry all of us. <laughs> Can someone tweet at us how to pronounce Chasten? Chasten? I like Chasten. I like think it's Chasten. I thought it was Chasten at first. But is it Chasten or Chasten? Chasten. Like. Wait, there's no T? The T is, there is a T. The T is but silent? What's the, the funniest way to say it? There's a word chased. Yeah. yeah. You say it like that. Chasten. Is that the funniest? That's such a, a stupid is name. Is Chasten funnier than Chasten? Chaz 10. <laughs> <laughs> that was his aim nickname. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Did you see he was doing a fundraiser where you could like enter to win a trip to go see Hamilton yeah. Yeah. with Chaston? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What a cursed sentence. <laughs> I hate every word of that sentence. I'm still hoping that I can win the contest to have a drink with Elizabeth Warren and make her Ooh. drink Mountain Dew Code Red with me. <laughs> I want to drink for Tom. Is that gamer fuel? Chasten uh, was the one who took that picture of Buttigieg <laughs> at the Holocaust Memorial yeah. that yeah. was captioned, this guy. <laughs> yeah, you're like, look at this. Look at this stud. <laughs> That's one of my top 10 Buttigieg moments yeah, of 2019. That's, he's got a lot. <laughs> It's like, so people were saying, like, that's kind of a, like, lawn area where people hang out, so it's fine. Right. But he's still the sentiment. Like, <laughs> look at my hot husband. It's, yeah, it's, it's disrespectful. It's gross. <laughs> it's not necessarily taking a picture. I don't know what other people were like around, but to be like, yeah. 
right, I keep sitting on a dog. <laughs> the there's one, there's a dog what, right behind you. Yeah, 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 yeah he, <laughs> that's the aforementioned dog. You can sit on him. That's fine. <laughs> you can you can sit on him. He's fine. Sorry, buddy. Um, and in some of the most conservative counties in Iowa, and in more than twenty counties I visited that voted for Barack Obama and then Donald Trump, I've witnessed the makings of an American majority made up of progressives, moderates. And even what I like to call future former Republicans. Oh, my God. Sickened by the actions of this president, ready for something better. Oh, my God. Was that one sentence? That was Um, that horrible, atrocious thing you just... That whole thing? There was one period at the end of it. Okay. Oh, my God. Folks, we tried that in 2016. (laughs) Yeah. Why are we even having this conversation? We were right. Yeah. We get to pick the person now. Why are we even <laughs> like the answer to how Biden is electable is Hillary? I think a lot about how much I hate her, even though I just, <laughs> I just think about it a lot. Yeah, <laughs> like I do her, too. Her energy is so awful. Uh, Hillary, I know I called you a pedophile, <laughs> <laughs> but I do want to say it's not too late for you to enter the race. I would, welcome, <laughs> I would welcome you with open arms. Please declare your president. It's also not election. too late for you to never make another public statement again. She could do both. <laughs> yeah, she just <laughs> runs for president and just like stands in front of a podium and doesn't say anything. <laughs> she would win that way over if she just ran again straight up to Trump. <laughs> <laughs> what I've seen in Iowa has made me a better candidate. And it will make me a better president. No and no. (laughs) There's still plenty of work to be done before the caucus on February 3rd. But I am forever grateful to have been welcomed into your communities. Propelled by your stories and your support, we can change the trajectory of our nation and usher in that era that must come next. Mm. Cool, man. What a good vision you just put forward there. That's the most empty (laughs) thing ever. We interrupted it several thousand times. How long (laughs) is that? Like, how many words was he given to say nothing? <laughs> like, I bet a lot, dude. Yeah. Because you're mean, not allowed to write very much in an editorial, and right. he wrote a lot. These, like, politicians are, like, so stuck in the idea that, like, you can only appeal to, like, the segment of people who are already voting. Yes. It's, yes. like, the idea yes. of, like, bringing in different people <laughs> to vote, right. which are, like, outnumber. I mean, like, what was the... 2016 even was like 40 percent or was it even that high i don't, I don't know the numbers but yeah it, like yeah. I, it was like 49 percent. i don't see how you can think that anything will fundamentally change if it's the same people voting every yeah well i every mean fucking election it's sort of a self-fulfilling thing or like um perpetually reinforcing itself thing where like the analysts see that certain communities have low voter turnout so there's no reason to like appeal to them because they're not going to vote anyway mm-hmm. So we just have the same small population voting over and yeah, over and over. Pick off Republicans and make them vote Democrats, and then pick off Democrats and make them vote Republican. Because at the end of the day, <laughs> they're really not—they're pretty much pushing the exact same economic yeah. policies. Yeah. I mean, that's probably <laughs> with why a different cultural flavor. But yeah, <laughs> that's probably why people like this always bring up the worsening polarization of America mm-hmm. because, like. For a long time, they felt like there was an overlap between these two groups, and you mm-hmm. could just pick them off, and that's how you win elections. Right. But now, those two groups of people are just completely stuck on one pole or the other. There's mm-hmm. not as many people just like sort of going back and forth. Yeah, but 
they can't possibly appeal to the giant population of people who never have voted. Right. Because then... I mean, no, because then you'd have to say, you'd have to say things me. that aren't like generally accepted in the mainstream media, like Sanders, basically. We have right. completely unexpected results. His, we can't have yeah, that. Like, well, and Sanders legitimately is, did both. I mean, he was able to win like the West Virginia primary yeah. and then also bring in people who didn't vote at all. And so like... You know, he's proving that you can actually do both, but why would you want to actually do that? <laughs> yeah. Instead, you can just cater to imaginary Republican soccer mm-hmm. moms or whatever. Cater to the like, wealthy. Right. I mean, that's really Pete's whole thing. Mm-hmm. Like, I'd like yeah. to see a breakdown. I know there's no, like, African-American supporters, but <laughs> I would like to see it broken down by income. Because... Yeah. Yeah. Something I kind of want to do before we get to the caucus on the show is just like really dig into a couple of polls mm-hmm. look at the cross tabs and all that shit yeah, it's so sure. interesting because things are usually within the margin of error so they'll just yeah, pick a well, random number for each person when it's like well technically draws, draws. technically the person in fourth place could be in first place <laughs> because the margin of error is plus minus seven points so you're like yeah you know when you really dig into them there are such bad polls there are good polls but they're such bad well polls. it's got to be kind of hard to poll around iowa like right. with the amount of like rural areas and stuff and like yeah i don't know i guess it's still mostly done by phone which is yep. like it's got to be hard to reach people I never so it's all small sample size so that's the only reason for the margin of error yeah it's just because you can't reach people i was texted to respond to a poll a few months ago yeah but I've never answered the phone in my yeah. life. <laughs> yeah. I got a call from a, to like have a poll done from a Kristen Gillibrand um, call center representative. <laughs> <laughs> the other day. There's no. <laughs> still collecting the paycheck. Yeah. She paid um, ahead, so we got to keep going. I don't know. <laughs> I yes. signed up for a Franklin's focus group, but they never, <laughs> they never got back to me. <laughs> Well, I mean, we got all the content out of the way, so let's, you know, thank the people who pay for our show on Patreon, I guess. Yeah. Thank you guys for that. Uh, well, and to people who don't. Well, yeah, <laughs> of course. I mean, thank you so much for, <laughs> for listening, listening and not all. giving us your money. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's fine. We love We're you socialists. Equally. We think it's great. Money sucks, and I don't want it. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's not true at all. <laughs> Money's if you do awesome sign up for our Patreon, it. make sure to send the link to all of your friends so they can pirate our content. <laughs> yeah, honestly, that'd be fine. I mean, I mean I'd, I I'd rather more and more people listen. I figured Justin wouldn't have a problem if I said nah, that. <laughs> um, yeah, and if, if you can't or don't want to pay us, but you see us post something on Patreon that you think you'd like to hear, just you know, send one of us a message. We can send you the MP3 or something. But yeah, thank you to the people who do give us money. That's very nice of you. Uh, so far, we've put out two episodes of The Toxic Feminine Mystique with Natalie and Stella. Very enjoyable. I have a third one ready to go. I just have to finish editing it. Uh, we put out a Christmas episode. That is one of my favorite things I've ever done. <laughs> I love putting that together. And I don't think I've mentioned this on the show yet. We haven't had a recording session, but uh, we have, in fact, passed the $30 threshold, and I will be reading... A Joseph Dobrian novel in the near future and discussing it <laughs> on mic. Uh, so look forward to that. Thank you to people who put us over the edge there. 
Um, <laughs> Have you selected a particular work from his? Yeah, canon? I'm going to read okay. his, his first novel, Willie Wilden. Oh, right, okay, the yes, one with yes. the racist. Uh, <laughs> yes, okay, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> uh, beginning to that sometime this month, probably. I I don't know. I might not get to it till after the caucus, but we'll see. So look forward to that. I am. <laughs> you should post like the table of contents, like as a teaser yeah as soon as i i because i bet it's good <laughs> I, I just want to ask you <laughs> questions based on the table of contents yeah, yeah. can we can we send in our questions we yeah can sure we can do like a preface episode too i'll like read the back of the book and we'll oh. talk about that before, we, before i really dive in i just have another book i need to finish first and then i'll check out the dobrium okay yeah don't forget caucus. bragging that you're reading i'm a reader <laughs> you're finishing another dobrian book for pleasure before you do. <laughs> no that's strictly for strictly business <laughs> uh, sure, sure this year cooper read like mold he reads like a book a day like multiple noam chomsky books just like unbelievably good stuff and i read one book this year <laughs> and it is a, a young adult teen girl novel about a dystopian Did you finish island it? yeah it was amazing i read it in a day oh, and um there's a like gay teenage lesbian love triangle and um i do read a lot it's just like how graphic was it it was adorable is what it was <laughs> actually i messaged the writer on twitter and said this book is awesome and thank you so much for such good representation um it's called the wilder girls you should read it but it's also the only <laughs> book i read this year <laughs> but i do know stuff i just get it in other ways yeah from cooper yeah from after cooper. he reads a book <laughs> after he reads it okay i used to read a lot but now i'm too tired <laughs> i read a lot of posts i read a lot I've, of posts i've read millions of posts. i may have read a couple books this year <laughs> I, read a, I read a lot of essays and like long form I journalism i read the book of drill tweets in 2019 <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty good <laughs> um yeah don't forget caucus is february 3rd do it uh we need bernie now more than ever volunteer as much time as you have available to you Give money if you can. Um, you know, I know people don't have time or money, but if you've got a little bit to spare, consider giving it to the cause because we're going to die sooner if we <laughs> don't get him in office. <laughs> if you got it, you got to spend it. That's right. You got to spend money to make Bernie. <laughs> <laughs> um, you should check and see if there is um, an anti-war protest in your area. Definitely. And you yeah. can do this by searching on Facebook or Twitter for your like closest DSA chapter mm -hmm. because all across the state they're doing them. Um, and ours is tomorrow morning, which obviously the episode won't be out before that. But um, I'm We're recording sure this on January 4th, to... by the way. Yeah, I'm sure stuff will continue track. to go and they've putting out some really good anti-war um, protests and stuff and that's a good thing to do. So Yeah, I will say, you know, like this is a scary moment. It feels good to, you know, walk around with people who are as scared as you and want this to not happen. <laughs> it Community makes this a little easier to deal with. Yeah, solidarity yeah. with others is the only thing. So, and there are a lot of people who don't want it to happen. Yes, mm -hmm. a lot. I'd say very few of yeah. us want a war to happen with it. Right. I was kind of wondering about like, oh, it'll help his approval rating or whatever. And I was like, I don't. Will it really? I don't know. I mean, in there 2020, are, <laughs> there are some psychos who just want. There are, but they're already Trump people. Sure. That's true. Right. Yeah. 
Yeah, but I can't imagine it. Helping. I'd say a lot of people across a pretty wide ideological spectrum don't want an open war with Iran. Right. So yeah. we need to find allies where we can. Right. And there, it's not even like the Iraq war where there was like some at least like thin justification they that they tried they to make. They made a it's case like over not the course even, of a year. Like, there's nothing. Yeah. Yeah. They're not even trying. All right, well, that'll do it for us. Thanks for listening to Rock Hard Caucus. Uh, thank you to Natalie and Cooper for hosting us in your home tonight. You are more than welcome. No, please leave. <laughs> Cooper did nothing. Cooper did nothing. I got snacks. I got treats. I got breakfast. I, <laughs> I bought you two new pillows. Cooper did nothing. Don't let him. <laughs> and wow. please, I beg of you, listeners, do not forget about Chuck. We love him. He's not off the show. He's just absent for this episode. <laughs> Chuck, we love you. Don't He'll be back. We love you so don't much. Don't be sad. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>